right. Yeah, sorry I was late today, you guys. I was I left in time to make it back on time, but I got stuck in traffic behind this fucking like lib caravan. So like I went and jammed at a buddy's house and played music for like two or three hours. And we are like taking our instruments out to put it in the car. And as we're walking out, like finally having forgotten about the troubles of the world from playing music for a while, we just get this angry crowd of libs honking in their fucking cars, like on some uh impeach Trump, uh blah 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 type shit. Like so anyways, it's just massive caravan and we were stuck behind them in traffic and it was miserable. So anyways, my bad. <laughs> I love I love uh, I love that like uh, like protests in the form of just long lines of cars and people just honking. It feels like the final form of like American protesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The revolution isn't. Yeah, this is what it was always building towards. This is a Super Saiyan four. Well, that's how you know they're serious, man, and they're a force to be reckoned with. They're hiding in their cars from COVID. Right, right, right. Got the got the big gulp. (laughs) Well, when we get to the full neo feudal future, we'll have these like huge coliseums and it'll be like twisted metal and everyone will be able to like dress up in their own political costumes oh, and like yeah. have like their battle rigs and go out there and we'll all just like yell at that and yeah. as, like and like that's what'll determine elections is there'll like, be social media streams for entertainment like that's going to be our new media now like dick yeah. race type shit battle yeah. bot like with, with the different political tendencies slapped on like yeah, yeah. sweet yeah. tooth is the original joker when you really think about <laughs> it you'll have the uh, q shaman and then like um all of those sorts of guys they'll all have like these they're like big rig trucks or whatever and then you'll have like the vegan antifa people and like you know the ant prims will have like flintstone mobiles <laughs> bikes bikes with like the little toddler thing behind it the pulling kids and- So I'm at Slaboy T. Alright, this is uh, Shit Spouter 37. This is Black.com Pills. This is the Fed Post. thing behind it to pull kids in <laughs> i can't believe this impeachment thing is back again I just, dude I, it's what, january fucking 10th like what dude's got 10 days what like what do you expect to happen man it's a joke but it's like i can't believe how serious it is i can't believe how like it's real it's really happening they're serious about this like they're they're, they're what was that aoc tweet like impeach and like yeah they're, yeah they're drawing up the papers for what for 10 days yeah impeachment two electric boogaloo baby let's go <laughs> is this time he's really gone he's gonna have to leave after this one I yeah. Yeah, and it's not because he's just like uh you know happens to be ending his term it's because they did something they put their foot down and impeached him right 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 they're gonna execute him this time they can't that's actually let this fucking, go unpunished that's actually perfect like i feel like uh i mean is this just is this basically just like hype beast politics is that basically all it <laughs> yeah. is? that's all of american culture basically. that's yeah, definitely what aoc's brand is she's like let me just like hype all this shit up that everyone's gonna like get really hyped up around like either hating it or liking it but never actually passed a single bill in my goddamn career so yeah so so yeah you see this broad saying uh what how half of uh half of the house could have been murdered or something she, she said Man. This on the news. yeah she said it's like, only bro <laughs> <laughs> in 
in Minecraft, but yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, the reaction. Yeah, I think yeah, it's pretty clear that the reactions are either uh, this is this is nine eleven, this is lib nine eleven, uh, more than COVID, and we need to uh, round these people up and put them in in Gitmo, or uh, and yeah, the Patriot Act too, or just like this this is a this is just a LARP LARPers in Viking hats, and and this doesn't mean anything. I feel like that's the two. Sometimes people do both. That's the dialectic right there. That's the synthesis. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is like dangerous. These people are like fascists and they're going to like, they're a serious threat. And they're like, look at these idiots though. Once they got in the White House, they didn't have a, or once they got in the building, they didn't have a plan other than to sit around and take selfies. It's like, right. how are you saying those two things at the same time? Like, Yeah, right. I guess I always thought of that as like the Antifa thing is just like, uh, I mean, I know there's LARPs on both sides, obviously, you know, but like, yeah, the, the Antifa thing is just like, yeah, the Waluigi shit, like pulling up like that and just like, you know, just just a joke, just like a complete joke in, in some form of like being like revolutionary or like doing something great or whatever, or being at battle or whatever. So, I mean, I, I don't know, like Logo, do you, do, you, do you see it as sort of like the mirror image of that? Like, do you view this whole Capitol thing as like basically the right version of that? Is that is that how you see this? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the sense that like these are all like uh, ineff- ineffective, like in- totally instrumentalized, like purely spectacleized, mm-hmm. um, like means to like invoke what what uh, the the CIA would call the uh, strategy of tensions that they use in like most of their colonial uh, holdings. But this goes back to like the British Empire, you know, just uh, keeping people um, like divide and conquer strategies, right? Like obviously uh, this is this most recent thing is like the least threatening thing to power in like any actual sense. It's kind of like it was a controlled like demolition to a certain degree. Like they, they allowed this to proceed because it wasn't going to cause anything, but it would just justify literally anything afterwards totally yeah that's that's an interesting uh idea i've heard is like is like uh like they knew it was gonna come well it's, it's, yeah this is like reminiscent of like the 9-11 thing like the, there's warnings in advance that the deep state knows is going to happen and uh they basically allow it to happen uh and this is something that actually does make sense like conceptually to me is like they allow it and then they use this to justify increased surveillance state and all this shit that they're going to do. Uh, and I mean, I guess with like the hearing and like the way they were all like, ser- like you know, sanctimonious when they came back and they were like, oh, all these like neocons like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. This was terrible. I can't believe I, I uh, danced oh, with yeah. fascism. They're like, like we're, do, not gonna, uh, we're not going to question the certification of the vote result now. Like this is just way too much for me. Yeah. Do, do I mean, do you guys think that it was it was there's that level of like uh like planning to it where it's sort of like they know it's going to come so they they don't beef up security and they sort of like they allow this to play out in a way where they can they know that they can use it basically yeah that sure i could see that it's like a classic flash uh classic false flag, false flag like yeah. operation but like an act of omission rather than a commission like they're just like what did we not do to let this happen rather than like can, what building can we blow up to cause this Mm-hmm. It's also a good way to get rid of uh, the Capitol Police, I believe, are pretty much like a nepotism job in the first place. So this is like <laughs> now a, a really quick way to sweep out all those guys and uh, have Biden's guys in pretty oh, swift, sure. pretty fast because like, you know, they're at, that it would be somewhat of a security threat, right, to the incoming administration if you have like all these, uh, like who, who God knows, right, what all these um, Trump loyalist appointed uh, Capitol Police type guys would do with uh, Biden's administration in there, right? They might like even like leak stuff, right? Oh, it's not an institutional position that like, 
like exist regardless of administration. No, no, they change them out. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I'm pretty sure about that anyway. I don't know. The, uh, the, the, the one interesting thing I just saw today was uh, Clyburn said that um, the people who yes. got in got into his office, but they got into his unmarked office that people that isn't like doesn't have his name on the door or anything like that. So someone so they must have known like where to go. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, mean I, I think like, I don't know, man. I mean, like it, it is there. There is like those. It's like this, like the there's the videos of of like, oh, the cops just move the gate and let them in. And then you have the videos of them like having like the scraps, you know, out front of the, the steps Siege. and everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think every, you know, I, it's probably like a, a little bit of a healthy mix of both. But like ultimately, I don't know. I don't know if you saw that clip of them like kind of just like walking out of the Capitol building after they're all filing out and it struck me as just like it it basically looks like the exit of like a Disneyland ride yeah um, <laughs> and they're like they're quite literally just like posing for pictures I don't know man like yeah what? that is kind of what it's like right and then when you when you see your face on the wanted poster like now like uh, <laughs> while you're stuck in DC and like no planes will take you right. it's, kind of like, it's kind of like when they take your picture in the middle of the ride totally the screen face no yeah. exactly that and like i don't know if you like if, if if you guys know what i'm talking about here but like when you're standing in line like at a disneyland attraction or something like you'll see like every single little detail because it's just they're just these 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 like these canals for just human just huge currents of humanity to flow through right everything's nailed down every like sharp edge is filed down and all that and just like this this flow of people go through and it just it has that feeling to it um bog made like the joke of like where did the pop-up machine gun turrets why didn't they activate right but like yeah I, I mean i just i don't buy i don't if this could just happen anytime like you can't you can't convince me of that yeah right this this was come on come on man like this was allowed to happen and you know of course like you you could say that the ultimate defense is also that they just like didn't know what to do once they were there in the first place uh and you would be right but like well i don't know i mean i guess i don't have like a, a solid it, it does get murky but i i think it's pretty clear that this was that this was allowed to happen but what about the false flag thing like do you guys think that it's it's is uh there's anything to that or do you think it's that's more of like uh, I think that is the false flag. Sure, yeah, I think, totally. I, I think you just let the retards like measure out and cut enough rope to hang themselves with. Yeah, yeah, right. it's like a cleanup operation to a certain degree as well because some of the most like uh, Trump uh, inclined right are all there, so um, they all get cleaned up right yeah. like they're 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 actively against their own interests in that sense in that like this is this is like the clearest like honeypot in the totally. world but like people like volunteer to show up to these things and like i know some like i know baked alaska like i talked to him years ago and like i would like i was tell him to like not do these things and like not show up to these things because he was like gonna fuck himself like like every time like when people were going to charlottesville and these sorts of things like i was always telling people not to go because they were never good and they were always bad <laughs> but for some fucking reason people keep going to these things i, I don't know what what yeah. sort of disease is in people's minds where they think that this is like somehow benefiting them the capital thing is such a honeypot and like the thing is that like none of them wore like so many of them just didn't wear a mask at all which is like fine i like lib pandemic <laughs> sure i agree with you there but like come on man cover your goddamn identity dude like there's cameras 
all through this building. Like, I, I don't even get that. Like, what? Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I don't rule anything out, right? Like, if, if this is like a, a coordinated to some degree and then they're going to get this. Well, we already see what's happening now on like social media and everything. If, if they're in, you know, the Patriot Act too. like if there was some type of coordination that like uh, they saw this coming and they, they just like allowed it to happen in a very controlled way. I wouldn't rule that out at all. I mean, but they definitely I saw say, it coming. Everyone fucking knew it was going to happen. It's like a Facebook event. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. Facebook. Yeah, there's no like there's no way that it's like, oh, yeah, the intelligence just like cut, missed this one, guys. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, right. like at a certain at a certain scale, like you can't make moves this large without it being detectable in some way. And again, like this is this is the same thing that we talked about with like the the BLM protests slash riots slash whatever the fuck you want to call it is like do, do uh, if you're calling it a psyop or a honeypot, does that have to mean necessarily that like the vast majority of those people aren't true believers? Does it does that actually mean that they're like all crisis actors? Like, of course not, right? But does that mean that you just like you know you just kind of like direct that flow of humanity like i'm talking about like it's you know this process this protest was just like the line up to splash mountain like it just means you just direct it in a certain way and you just kind of like you know change the riverbed you capitalize off the blowback too like if things don't go go like if things don't go the way that uh you would need them to you can use that to then further like reinforce again like what you want to accomplish they like the this is like the thing about this sort of neoliberal utilitarian um, uh, empire that we exist within is that it's been working on these tactics for a very, very long time. And it is very, very good at it. And it is really not that distinct from what everyone considers they're doing online, like trolling, these sorts of things. Like this is the the same sort of ideas that uh, intelligence agencies work with all the time. Like trolling is effectively like what you could call uh, low intensity warfare. These sorts of things like psychological operations as a form of warfare aren't like, uh, they're, they're not physical violence necessarily, but they are just, um, you know, getting people very confused about where they are and what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything is designed to get everyone confused as fuck about where they are, who they are and what they're doing. That's the that was like the explicit like policy behind like the OSS and the CIA and like so many other things was to create what they would call like a wilderness of mirrors so that um, and then with like so much compartmentalization that like even these institutions don't necessarily have a 100 percent accurate understanding of their own history. Like they they destroy their own documents and they forget about it. Oh, yeah. So it's really difficult like that's that's why it's hard when people talk about like conspiracy theories in the sense where it's like everyone is in the know like that's actually a very shitty conspiracy if you need everyone in it to know what their role in the operation is that is like very very low level oh yeah it's like basic mafia shit like keep it insulated you know people people at the you know lower levels don't know what they're doing they're just you don't have to know on a paper yeah and then you have like plausible deniability and all that yeah i mean i I think there's like a uh, yeah we always talk about this like with the blm thing is like uh, is there real anger? Uh, in my opinion, yes. And then is it, uh, you know, uh, guided a certain way? For sure. And that's where the PSYOP thing is. It's like, oh, yeah, the PSYOP is them guiding them with guardrails to go a certain way that's right. pointless. Yeah, as well, opposed to being this idea that, oh, every single person there on the ground is in on it. And everybody everybody there smashing windows is like, oh, I'm, you know, 
I'm like uh, helping Joe Biden win in the long run. Like, uh, obviously, like, that's insane. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, there's there's some middle between that. Uh, it's sort of the way like you know, like in the it's like like what is their headcanon? Like in their in their self narrativization, what they're doing isn't necessarily what they're materially affecting. Right. Like you can like this is sort of like the story of Don Quixote. Right. Like he's mm-hmm. he's attacking these windmills, but he thinks that he's like this gallant knight. That's sort of what like everyone is, is these like LARPers. They 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 have this conception of what they're doing. Like when they when these people are charging the Capitol. Right. Like they thought they thought, you know, Trump's already been in charge. All of these people have been indicted for for over for many years and that they're not even doing anything illegal. Right. Not, like they, they like they they've they're in this like child mind where um, they're totally conditioned by this uh, this alternative reality game that's been created by very, very interesting actors. I must say, like this whole QAnon phenomenon has been very interesting to follow. <laughs> totally. um, yeah, but, even Alex and, Jones rejects it now. Well, he Alex. has for a while. He had to kind of court it because um, a lot of his followers obviously um right, kind of right, right. and at one point he was gonna he said he was gonna like a mask who q was um he <laughs> said, at one point he said he he like knew who he was and that he was in communication with him like like he was trying to p- see how he could play it or if he could possibly like take it over but sure. he, he has his own distinct like um sort of ideology which doesn't function it's kind of an earlier form of what like QAnon's more advanced because in the QAnon mythos they've already won like that's like what the big difference is for Al- for Alex Jones, something still needs to happen and to change for them he's to the know underdog. That they want. Yeah, yeah, he's the underdog. You can't have this uh, this fantasy like, oh, we've already won. You know, we're actually that's it's, it's clear cope. I mean, yeah, you can't trust the plan because he's trying to make the plan. Like he's like, no, 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 there's no plan. You got you got to follow what I'm doing. Yeah, we're yeah the victimized thing. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, you know, there's something to that, obviously. I mean, yeah, the morning of the Capitol thing, I was like tweeting about how like yeah, like the Russia Gate, the commie LARP, the QAnon LARP, like it's everybody's just in this fantasy world to uh to cope with the fact that they feel powerless obviously i think that's Uh, why it's important to look at function rather than intention like to look at what people's actions functionally are doing um especially like at a macro scale like like all these blm movements and protests and stuff like yeah obviously the people their intentions like not everyone's intention was to support the dnc right and not everyone's intention was to burn down whatever the fuck like everyone's there under mixed different intentions that are supporting their own interest um and so I think it's important to be able to take a step back and look at like functionally what purpose are they serving? Um, in yeah, the and this, yeah, and this this fantasy that uh, you, you're going to uh, keep Trump as president is, is just delusion. Like it's it's already gone. It's it's already been the forces that that uh, are making sure that he's not president. That's already done. That's already locked in. You'd be but surprised, I'm, man. I've I've been following the Q people since all this happened, and they haven't skipped a fucking beat. Like, oh no, they're um, still trusting the fuck out of that plan. Oh no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Just denial. It's like I mean, even during the raid, like Trump is like resisting calling the. Uh, he called the uh, the National Guard on them. Like he called it on his own people. But this is the thing, right? Like is like I know that it's uh, they're there and they're not really threatening any power. But I mean, this is the thing. I think there's an in between where I don't think they expected that amount of people. I really don't. And I don't think I think as far as security or whatever, like if Trump, if you're saying with like the Capitol Police and all that, like there's some tie to administration, like and he's the one who calls the National Guard, you know, all these people being like, oh, why wasn't the National Guard called like weeks in advance? Like if he's the one making the call, he's not going to make that call. Right. Despite all advice of like, oh, you need to do this. This might get serious or whatever. He's not going to do that because that's his people. And that's the only power he has. Right. If he's not part of the 
the machine. And that's this is pretty much all he has. Right. Even as, as he's leaving, he's already gone. They're the only thing that keeps him from being like, you know, a, a leper, like completely outcast from society. So, of course, he's not going to he's not going to do that. So I think I don't think they I don't think they were prepared for 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 the amount of people that came and the way it came. And I mean, like this video of like outside, like masses of fucking people coming. Like when I the day it happened, there was this video of like, oh, like they opened the gate and they walked in. A couple guys walked in and there's other video of like masses of fucking people like like slamming through a bunch of cops like that's yeah, but there's like completely different three or four like capital security people there versus like fifteen thousand police with a riot shields or something which they could have put there that's what i'm saying though that's what i'm saying is like they weren't prepared for it and like this video of like them like uh uh fighting in the hallways and like slamming the doors against each other and like squeezing a cop in a door and you know they the, as far as the whole thing of like they let them in like there's the video right before the woman got shot where they're saying like uh, they're yelling at these guys so like, hey, you know, we fucked up a bunch of your 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 fellow cops outside. Like, we don't want that to happen to you. We were defending you. This one Hispanic guy was like, we defended you when the whole country hated you. And like, you're you're standing in our way like you need to get the fuck out of the way. And then they move. Right. There was like some reluctance to moving after they move. They start breaking through the glass. And then that we all saw the video. She hops up and then she gets gunned down from the inside. So I, I, I think that's I think that really sums it up in terms of like them letting being let in like. Yeah, they are in a very literal sense. Yeah, they are being let in, but there's there's a difference, right? There's like they don't they don't want them in there. They don't want this to happen. I mean, a lot of their power is exuding more power than I they have. I don't think the people on the ground, like those capital <laughs> security guards, wanted them in there at all. Sure, but like exactly, the exactly. overall like, function of them, like not providing enough people there to be like an actual formidable force that could handle a mass of people, is that they do want that to happen. Exactly. Like, like I don't, I don't think, think. Why would they want it to happen though? It's for because a photo it was not. A, it was like not a threat in any way. Yeah, like, like nothing bad was going to happen. For like the establishment. what? This no, was like, what? Are, what do they gain out of it? What do they gain out of, of oh, this? Oh, reason, proper cause. They like probably are doing anything. anything. They're vindicated for the last four years. Like this, yeah, now this an actual this. fascist Nazi mob stormed our state house and occupied it. Oh my God! Blah. They disrespected yeah, like the, the citadel of democracy. The the what did exactly. they call it? They used they used a very uh, religious terminology. It was a fun fun moment. Well, it's funny. It's funny because like it's funny you say that because like because uh, it like the way I'm looking at it really is, is just like yeah like you come in and you like you question the big dogs claim to the authority he wields and so like and so now like the libs are acting as like the antibodies in this system and that's exactly where you want them right like if you question the legitimacy of the government like people are going to have this like absolutely dogmatic response to it and yeah you do the photo op it proves everything of the last four years correctly they just stuck the landing like the motive is so clearly there right i don't think that like i don't think that like the psyop is done by being like all right so like all the security guards inside i don't know if it was a cop or security guard or whatever like they weren't in cops clothing they had like telescopic batons and like suits on but maybe that's how they dress in the capitol building but like i don't know that they like sat them down for a powerpoint and were like hey like here's the plan for you know the the fake protest like i think like coh said you just like you know have a thin staff that day you just under prepare and it kind of just works itself out and then yeah you just have like one guy smoke a lady accidentally and like he clearly wasn't on the same page but yeah i mean yeah i mean all that like the 
the violence and like the cops getting beat and like that 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 the struggle of, of all those videos like i i don't know that it doesn't look to me like it's 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 like that it doesn't look to me like that at all i mean again well, again like, like they not, don't have to know anything like all they had to do was like not have the um the capacity to actually like defend what they were doing like you know they were just left to, to sure sure but positions. this is the thing this is the thing like the the fbi like the feds right like the the authority the police state right the different levels of that a lot of their power is uh the illusion of power right just by raw numbers they can't fend off the mob right if there's a real mob right in the real sense in this country they don't have the capacity to really hold them off right well they i don't could. think they're it's like you're like i i don't think they're worried about such a thing even happening because it's not really feasible like they're the sort of organizational sure. capacity is just not there um, sure so it's yeah, actually like, better to so that you can arrest all of these people now right like all these people are going to go to jail for a long time sure. i'm just saying i'm just saying that there that, that's a very powerful thing right is that the idea that like you know if there is if the mob really does come for them right in a in a substantial way if that ever does happen they're pretty fucked i mean they can they could put it down i'm sure in some way or another with the military or whatever but like it would be a disaster right and they have to exude the illusion that they can handle this very easily right so these things that happen like this which i mean i don't care what anybody says it was completely uh a shock to most people uh this breaks through that illusion this cracks that illusion of power and i don't think they want that i think in the long term i think well, that's yeah. no if you can have a fake crack in your illusion of yeah, power yeah. then you can have a good reason to clamp down and like strengthen and consolidate to build your power back up if you're like if your base thinks that you're weak and powerless and they're gonna let you do whatever you want to get back to power like what but that doesn't do anything in the long term if if that resentment about? is still there the resentment is it only grows no, the resentment's going to be there that. regardless no matter what forever and ever and that's going to keep building and it's always going to grow because conditions are getting materially worse non-stop and that's the direction we're heading in and like they're not going to try like there's nothing they can do to combat that at all except yeah, I, for consolidate and clamp down i I'll, I'll say i'll say like what crk kind of what you're talking about of like of like if you if you need to 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 smack them on the wrist like if you need to make a gesture if they're needing to ban all these people off twitter and all that and there and there was this spectacle of people getting into the capitol building like that shows perhaps that they're not as strong as as, as they are but what do you think has more symbolic potency right like the viking guy uh yelling at the podium or like this like post 9-11 terror campaign that the entire media is in lockstep doing now like if you genuinely think that like people getting into the capitol building and and you know showing other people that like this can be done if you genuinely think that that has more power then you know maybe you do and that's a disagreement but like in my mind there's no competition right people are people are having like a really dramatic but reaction who, though, right yeah i agree with you i agree that's the two uh uh optics that come out of this right but to who though right so if you're if you're part of the group that hates these people right if you're in that group what op, which one of those two sticks out more to you and then it becomes a matter of which side has the numbers well what you so, learn is that you can go do these things but it won't ultimately help you in any way even if you could break into the capitol building it wouldn't change anything so like what's the real lesson you're so saying do you think, that that, do you like think they're just a, gonna go home and just like just give them just be like all right well well never mind then you think they're just well you if think they join up in anything else what they're gonna do is they're gonna be uh volunteering once again to serve like some like uh fbi agent cover <laughs> like running right. one of these like sub organizations to be activated at another time when it might be uh useful no but i'm just saying like are, are these people just going to 
to just give, are, are they going to see this and just black pill and give up and we're never going to have to see anything like this again? Is that what you guys think? No, I think we will see something like this again. But I think that the 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 real relevant group of people are the vast majority of people, which are apolitical normies and apolitical normies are probably going to like see some weird shit going on in this right now. But ultimately, like what fills the vacuum is who has the big megaphone and the person with the big megaphone is the person like actively disciplining people and telling them that this is a terrorist attack if somebody like didn't want to dedicate the time out of their week to like get well read on this stuff they're going to take like the first version available on the shelf of this narrative first version available of this narrative was that this was like 9-11-2 i know but less people believe this shit less people buy into those like narratives than they did when 9-11 happened sure 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 but look at what 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 do these people believe instead right we can look at like the various types of dissidents and we've got our whole little incubation chamber on the internet so that we can study all of the different types of dissidents and like what has any of their action done to further any of their supposed goals right so it's like what it maybe it's it's like kind of useful in a way if all of these people are then have sort of these delusional um aspirations um to with these like uh, sort of more fringe political ideals, um, it's 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 beneficial if you like filter everyone into this sort of funny farm of a of a fake internet politics because then they're not going to be able to do anything and you can you, like it, they're basically categorizing and sorting themselves to be surveilled and tracked and uh, p- manipulated. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I, th- I I don't know. I think you guys are all like I just I just disagree with the way you guys are uh, uh, perceiving the 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 bigger trends of all this. I mean, I'm just I, saying I, what's I, I what's a bigger trend than data analytics and like and like creating these sorts of um, communities, these sorts of uh, consumer demographics. And then you can then uh, like put them through network topographies and you can chart out. Yeah, yeah of course. Organizational of course. structures. Yeah. And, like think about it. Like this think is about all it. presuming that they stay in the margins. Right. And this is the thing as as time goes on. This is this is not going to be a marginal thing. I mean, I think that's the takeaway for me you is that this there. is going to happen. Oh, well, I'm saying that you, the, this is all presuming that these people stay in the margins or this anger stays in the margins. And I'm saying this is going to happen again. These people are going to be more angry. There's going to be more of them. It's inevitable. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like this. No, this I think dissident. I think, I think, the, I think the basis of a lot of what you guys are saying is, is on the takeaway that this is in the margins and that this will stay a, a finite, uh, you know, amount of people and it will just go away. And it's not. It's not going to go away. Well, the thing well, that keeps it in the margins is the fact that this is like, like you cannot separate this honestly from one political faction, right? One partisan political faction. Like this was like you can you can you can say, and you'd probably be right that this was like really about the stimulus money and shit like that right but like still officially on both sides of the narrative and they're both illusory but still Mm -hmm. officially this was about contesting the election right i mean in in the simplest the simplest way i could put it right is like if every four years we have an election to basically let some of the steam out right and like have the system legitimize itself it's like it's like the right now we're in this era where it's the 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 helter skelter mirror universe version of that and like more rapidly now. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and so it's, it's not about it's, Trump, though. It's not pretending well, me, it's just about Trump. Well, hold, no, let me just finish my point here really fast, which is just that the election isn't the mechanism to let steam out. 
anymore. It's uh, it's uh, going and doing protests and causing property damage and shit like that. Right. And so you just have like Baskin Robin 31 flavors of different fucking protest events that people can go to. And yeah, you will continue to have that. But like, that's just the new voting. And the reason opinion. why it's changed to that is because you're right, CRK, sure. the dissident energy has grown and it's going to continue to keep growing. So they're going to they're evolving the system this way to make it that. Like, I mean, this isn't can, the first time a ooh. system has developed this. I mean, this is what literally the origins of the carnival was and if you look in i'm i'm just saying the medieval age the medieval times never ended like the sort of feudalism we exist under is just a complication of the feudalism people have existed under for centuries so like yeah you do need to create these sorts of outlets for um people to express themselves right out in the public but it's done in the realm of the carnival it's done in the realm of like an exception from the rule because then it can be understood as an exception and not the rule of course and this is all push and pull that's how it's been from the beginning and i'm just saying that there's a breaking point and i'm just saying that you know they'll adapt to this and they'll they'll increase the surveillance state of course but there's only so much they can do right and that's the, that's the nature of it right it i don't know it. how much i, mean, I feel I like there's only so much can they do, do i agree yeah. too like i mean this the flip side of that coin there's only so much that we can do too like everything that we do is mediated yeah. through these tech platforms like one way or another especially now that covid it's got everyone working from home. Even people's livelihoods is mediated through using, you know, servers and platforms that are run by these people that are like corporations. Okay, okay. That okay can- but then there's, there's literally no point in us pointing out any issue with this system then there's no point in us even talking about this Disagree. why do we no, even talk about i'm not going to be like completely delusionally optimistic i i realize that that's how terrible shit this is, is why you I'm need like, to take the this is why the g pill is necessary okay i'm going <laughs> to we'll, we'll get to that um, we'll get to that we'll get <laughs> no i'm ser- i'm not i'm i'm kind of serious in a way because what you what the point of talking about these things is is that you have to understand that the problem is very 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 deeply entrenched and the problem is the like anglo american empire that we live in this sort of global liberalism and there's no solution that is going to come from within it. There's no solution that is going to be created by citizens or, you know, subjects of this empire to reform this empire into something that it isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, okay. Like, I don't really we'll, we'll get into, we'll, yeah, let's, let's, we'll move into this, this, we'll leave this topic again in that. <laughs> well, well okay. I actually, I want to ask just a little bit more, which is just like CRK. What, I mean, like, what is, what do you think like in, in, as specific as you can be like the best possible case scenario is for i mean because i mean it just sounds like it's it sounds little, like we've kind of abandoned you on the populism hill a little bit no, that's, uh, fine. that's fine that's fine no that's I mean, fine i'm not I saying i'm really not care. i'm not i'm not saying i've completely seeded that ground I, i'm just saying like at least in this topic right and so like i mean what sure. are your thoughts i, I mean i i feel sure. you've been you've been fending us off th- you know three different points of view and so yeah i mean like what is what, what is, is the thing this is the thing is well for one just just a quick thing is like the left being like oh well you know uh uh we would have done more and oh this isn't anything like that any anything coming from them is a, is a complete joke because they're not doing shit they're doing twitch streams about slurs on discord like they're not doing shit so anything from them is a complete joke but holding them aside right just just the comparisons like if we're going to compare this to blm or whatever if you're uh freaking out about your condition material conditions and you're smashing your immediate neighborhood like i said in the summer i defended that i understand that it's pointless it's futile but i understand that 
But if we're if we're talking about getting warmer or colder to sources of power, this is not this capital rate is not is like what you guys are saying. This is not the end all be all. This is not the goal. You're not you're not at sources of power. You're warmer though. You're warmer, and I think I think that can't be brushed over with this. Just oh, oh it's all the same and it's all flattened out. It's all nothing. Like I this no, is it's warmer. a good gauge for like where the like class consciousness is kind of at. Like that people are feeling this like high level of despair and they're at their wits end and are at a point where they are willing to do things like this. Like, yeah, that's, I think that personally, that's a good like temperature gauge on kind of like where there is some sort of class consciousness forming, if you want to call it that, but among people people realizing that like shit's fucked up and it's not the way it should be. And then that's like, that's why the like greater establishment and powers that be, like they're able to guide that energy into these movements that we're talking about here and keep that energy like kind of just ruminating, like almost just like kind of stagnant um, because they're able to just kind of like section it all off like right now. So after the like after the Capitol raid, now they have an excuse to kick Trump off Twitter and kick his like his entire right base off of there and then shut down parlor. Right. So essentially what they're doing is not going away. Well, no, it's not going to go away. They're going to start their own eventually. And there will be some like dissent like server for like that kind of thought. Sure. But what it is, it's just separating people and dividing and conquering even more and more. It's separating people into more different ideological camps. And even though people like largely are having more and more material interests and stuff in common, they are realizing that like that's like the system is evolving itself to try to damper that down. Um, So, yeah, like, of course, like there is a strong dissident energy. And I think that like my faith is with the people always. Right. I think like people like I don't think people are going to lay down and just take whatever. I definitely don't think that. But like and I don't think that we should. Right. But I don't think that like just thinking that any of these individual acts is like going to be it is is good. I, think, I, I literally I think, was saying that it's I, not. I know that, you know, it's a gauge. And I don't think that saying that it's a gauge and then realizing that, oh, it's a gauge for class consciousness. And that's why the system and establishment of B are using it to be able to damper that and section into their own wills is, I don't think that's counter to what you're saying at all. I think that's pretty much the same thing that you're seeing, CRK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, sure. I, think I, mean, I, I remember back to previous, a previous discussion we had had, and we've, we've talked about this topic a few times, but like the, the out in the open, authority versus the hall of mirrors authority that we've had around our parts up until these days uh i think that like having having the boot i mean not to you know sound like a fucking retard leftoid but for lack of a better <clears throat> metaphor like having having the boot on your throat be fully visible and you have no illusions about that in my mind is superior to having it be this again hall of mirrors illusion yeah, it's and, useful. and and so and so in that way i do think that this is some con- that is a silver linus totally right? Um, that power is needing to exercise itself out in the open. It becomes it, it it does become harder and harder to justify this. And I can't tell you that I that I know for sure whether or not like the symbolic victory for them of having a, a sequel to 9-11-2, right, outweighs the fact that they're having to do things fairly out yeah, in the I mean, open. You guys, you, you, guys are, you guys are making you guys are making it seem like you know they're just going on a theme park and all this and whatever. Like it, someone America died is a theme wait. park. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Somebody, I'm um, just saying. Somebody died and not every one of those people are complete morons and don't no, know no that they're going to be tracked 
by the feds now. Some of them went in there knowing the risk of physical harm and the long, uh, long-term harm of being tracked. Some of them went in there knowing that. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm saying they are aware that that is a sign of desperation. And again, this is not the source of power. Capitol Hill is not the source of power, right? We know where it's at, right? It's in Silicon Valley. It's, it's, it's with the, the top 10, right? So we already know that. But I'm just saying this is warmer. It's a sign of desperation and it's going to keep going and it's going to get more desperate, only more desperate. And all the things they do with this Patriot Act 2 or whatever, it's only going to get more desperate. And everybody acting like they saw this coming or this is all routine. It's not routine. This this is completely unprecedented and it's going to get more unprecedented, faster and faster. And there's there's nothing, uh, anything in the media and the lib narrative can do away with that. None of none, no, there's no, nothing they can do about to, it. Actively, and that's what we're talking. I about. know, I know they're trying, but they're but you guys, you guys are giving them credence as if they, as if, as if, as if they have more power than they do, and that this is this is already wrapped up and done with. And again, if it's already wrapped up and done with, then what are we talking about? There's no point in talking about this. Let's talk about but, China. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's okay. Let's move on to the next thing. I, like, I just, I just, I just think, I just think to the extent that things are different, it. it it didn't it certainly didn't happen the other day it's been happening for a while and uh, anyways sorry yeah you, you're not yeah okay we disagree with our takeaways from but that's i think this is a good point to transition to what lo was talking about is like so he's full-on saying there's this is this is all a dead end this is all it's it's over already so so what how what do you mean in terms of uh, of of china and g and autocracy like what, what what's your view on that as far as where there is any white pills, basically. Um, so basically, like if we're looking at uh, the real structures that everyone here is suffering under and trying, but like failing ultimately to do anything about, I mean, you know, you're saying like there's all this populist energy that's coming up, but this has been true for over a hundred years like this. And we're not even in a part where um, if you're talking about people being like threatened by the people. We're not even close to what it was like, like in the 19th century when presidents were actually being assassinated and uh, billionaires and uh, these uh, tech um, the the industrial revolution barons, these sorts of guys were literally threatened in the streets and like had like bombs sent to them and these sorts of things. Um, we're not even it's close to that level. All, it's ebb and flow is all I'll say, but go on. Yeah, we're not even close to that level. We're not even close to the level of uh, the things that were happening in the 70s and stuff. So I, I feel like um, it appears this way, like we have this simulation effect uh, just because of the oversaturation of the media. Like again, like when things were actually more things like this were happening that were threatening to power, uh, this was before um, the invention of like the 24-7 news cycle and like social media and all these other sorts of things. But like we have this conception now that we're, we're that like things are really boiling or like, you know, are going to are heating up and something has to give. But it's really a, a it's not the case if you unplugged from online, if you just could totally unplugged from paying attention to the news. Um it's not, no, nothing's happened. Nothing's changing. Like there, people aren't like organizing in uh, their communities or whatever. There's, there's really, no, there's really not this threat to the general maintenance of the American empire. Are conditions getting worse? Are material like. conditions getting worse? Um, yeah, they are. Okay. Okay. Then uh, that's, that's all I need to hear. I mean, it's, it's absolutely. Okay. Then yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they're getting worse, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, at least in the way that I look at things that that is going to then result in like a sort of revolution moment that will um, act like really, really challenge and change no, the general functioning of the American all. empire. Absolutely. But things are getting worse and people are accurately assessing that like things are getting worse. I would say it's like mostly like the real innovation of like a lot of neoliberal policy was that we just started governing our own country the way that we governed our colonial holdings. So 
like people are kind of mm. understanding this at this point, like what that we're all subjects to this empire and like we don't really have power in it, but we have this very, very engaging simulation of power that everyone is like and like plays plays in that they're all LARPing. And um, it's totally it's if you it's like, you know, you can hand a kid a controller that's not plugged in. And then that's basically what everyone's playing with. Everyone's like moving their controller around, but it's not plugged into anything. And then they make these sorts of like uh, Kabbalistic, uh, esoteric, uh, spectral conceptions of causality where because they moved something and then it like something moved on the screen. And this sort of feedback loop is just like, you know, what leads to these sorts of absolute delusions that people have of um like like you were saying that like the people who were rushing the capital were aware that they're going to be arrested or the threat risks that they're taking. I don't think that's true. I think Not most all of, of them, them I said some of them are. Yeah, possibly some of them, but I think a lot more of them were entirely convinced that they were like untouched like, you know, they were so delusional that they really believed that like they were untouchable and not, there was no way for this to turn. Like, I'm on white. Them. I, well, no one's nothing's gonna happen to me. I'm white. They're a patriot, they're a nationalist. Yeah, right, 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 right. And uh, we've already seen like a big crackdown on this sorts of like the militia community and these types of guys, like the conspiracy theorists in the 90s. I mean, that was kind of what a lot of the Bill Clinton era was, was, um, you know, creating an alternative to this. And now we're just seeing like, what's this? Like, uh, yeah, we're going to have like the, the, the years of mono party good feeling under the Biden Harris, where, you know, uh, George Bush and uh, Stephen Colbert will uh, make jokes uh, during the Trump trial. Right. Mm-hmm. I um, think it'll be really popular too. I mean, I, I, I think like, why wouldn't it be? Like a lot of people are going to like Trump, but it's going to be harder and harder for them to defend it. It's kind of like a huge humiliation ritual to the, these people who you might say or someone might say would be the most likely to actually do something or the most threatening to power in a real sense if they weren't like so delusional. Uh-huh. But so what's the what's the G pill? Like what's the I'm trying to take the I'm trying to see what so, the G pill is. On a really long time horizon, right? If we're looking for any, we want to change the way that the economic distribution of the world's resources is functioning, right? And that means you want to change these institutions or alter them um, in the in, in the total geopolitical realm, like at the highest possible level. And so you look at like who are the geopolitical actors in play, and we have what is fundamentally not too different from how it exists in the 20th century, where you have the European sphere, you have the Anglo-American sphere, and you have uh, like the communist sphere, or which was lead, led by the Soviets and now is more um, the Chinese, right? Um, those are the like real, those are like the three main powers at play still. And so if we want to alter things, we have to alter that balance of powers. And that balance of powers being altered away from the dominance of American empire. And again, like our enemy here is the American empire because we're subjects of the American empire and it doesn't do anything good for us. And it costs us everything. Like we, like our, our military existence across the globe doesn't do anything for us. Like you will, we all talk about it as if it does, right? Like if they weren't out there defending our freedom, like what would we have, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally these people aren't working in the benefits of the citizenry. They're working in, towards the benefit of the global world trade federation so if we want to change that to a policy of non-monopolarity and something that and like not governing according to like a liberal conception of um, resource distribution then the only feasible alternative you have is xi jinping 
right now. And he is actively combating liberalism every single day and the American empire every single day. And yeah, um, that's it. Right. Man, Rin is going to hate this episode if he listens. We appreciated your listens. Sorry. Sorry yeah, for, for context, for context, we just we have uh, quite a character on our Discord server who's <laughs> our, our resident in-house uh, plan truster. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, they love Taiwan there. The, the yeah, Taiwanese oh, yeah, also yeah. love Trump. That's He might end up there. Who knows? He could be president <laughs> of Taiwan. Taiwan um, number one, right? That'd be kind of based. So you, you, uh, at this point, you think the game is just, it's out of our hands what's happening here. Um, and it's just kind of hoping that G or she can. Uh, I'm like a political slowly. elitist. Like, I don't believe in uh, the population, like the pop. I'm not like a populist. Like, I, I have a concern for the people. So I would say, like, I'm a populist in that sense. But I don't think that, like, mass political action or, like, democratic political action is a, a useful means. Yeah, I think I think we come from opposite uh What about, like, a vanguardism? Well, like, yeah, you, you want to talk about vanguardism. Well, like, what do you have? You've got the CCP. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, so you are looking for the CCP to be the vanguard, like the global vanguard, um, and you kind of think that that's going to be, our only hope is to wait for them to slowly be able to take down the American empire and exert their will over global economy. Well, it also like in a, in a circumstance where America like has to step down on the world stage and kind of like turn inwards. I think that was sort of like part of what was pitched with Trump to a certain degree. Like he was t- constantly talking about how much like NATO was a waste of money and all these totally, things. And, like, yeah. why? and um, I think that resonates with a lot of people. I think a lot of people want a downsizing of the American empire. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, like I think it, this isn't going to be done voluntarily. Obviously there's too many p- people profiting from it for anyone who has a real power to have any interest in doing so but i think it's like a necessity of history and the future like um i just don't see the american dominance of the globe extending for another century so then what do you think about like like uh maoist or leninist parties here in the united states that are attempting to um, they don't have they're like kind of larping like that and then lean back on she to like have as support like, do you think that would be your avenue? I don't really, I don't really think so. I, I, I don't. And like, I also think that like the communists who think that Xi is like a, like ardent Marxist, like communist or whatever, I kind of don't understand him either because he's totally. far more of like, he's like an enlightened despot, you know, like his. Yeah, he's not a Marxist. His, well, they, they, he is to like a certain degree because like that, it's like, um, and a, a, it's like you could call a right wing Marxism where you take sort of the, the Marxist real politic, but, um, you use it at like, as being like the, the vanguard. So it's sort of like the Stalinist conception of how, mm-hmm. how to use like Marxism, Marxism, as opposed to the sort of a uh, populist Marxism or the libertarian Marxist, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, what's interesting is like, I, I definitely have like, uh, uh, sympathies for the mob or whatever. And, and you were mentioning before like how you you view autocracy as like the 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 solution or whatever so yeah you're saying that's what ties you to the right so i I, what what do you so yeah if you're you're not you're not uh so it's not it's not like you view xi and and china as good because they're we usually hear this from lefties you get what i mean like we hear this from like people who are like yeah like yeah they don't know what they're talking about they haven't yeah you're coming from a different angle from this so 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 your 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 liking of it is strictly the authoritarian aspect this is this is interesting for us because like usually the legalist aspect you could say like the kind of formal aspect like the fact that it's a power that can actually uh plan things 
right? Gotcha, like, gotcha. I mean, and, look and at accomplish things. Yeah, look gotcha. at the COVID response, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like the easiest thing. Like, and, and like you could say, like, what do we care? Like, what if you were to say, like, which country seems to be demonstrating like a care for its own citizens? You know what I mean? And it's like at the beginning of this, Americans were like totally flabbergasted by the Chinese response to it. They're like, you know, this is like so authoritarian, et cetera. Like, this is such cruelty. But but this isn't cruelty at all. Like, this is actually like benevolence. Yeah, the way they handle it was like miles ahead of the way that we handled it here for sure. And like any only like a centralized strong source of government power could do that. Well, we have it. We have that sort of the, the other thing is is that the way our system works is that when it comes to like cultivating new elites, like they do not get pushed into the positions of statecraft. They go into the private sector, sure. right? So like that's also uh-huh. like a major problem with it where um you can act like there's no prestige real real prestige in the sense of being able to accomplish things or to build things and going into politics all of these people go into like silicon valley all of these people go into the private sector they work at hedge funds etc our whole like civic culture for the cultivation of elites is um this sort of liberal market ethos and not one that you could call nationalist right or um even like autocratic to a degree where you're trying to be like a minister of the sovereign to like, you know, legislate for the people and that this sort of recognition is like worth something in the, in the, in the world. But you know, that's not really how it works for politics in America. It's kind of like a really rough deal where you get all of the scrutiny without any of the power. Whereas the people who actually wield power again, get none of the scrutiny and all of the power. So are you into like technocracy of like having the, like, as long as we just put the right people and the smartest people in these positions of strong power, things will be right. Or are you more so into like the apparatus of having that state that functions in that way? Um, I don't think there's like a choice, but technocracy just under like the media environment and like the technology logical conditions we're in like um the question is well i mean what are you gonna do you're gonna we're gonna like eliminate uh technology and go back like ted k suggests or whatever like oh uh, i didn't i didn't think of technocracy oh yeah okay technocracy is more like a meritocracy on autocratic scale that's what i mean yeah 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 so i i mean the problem with our technocracy is that it's not chosen for um competence necessarily so much as it is like uh utility towards something else it's not like um like if you have if you have an organization which is producing like things that are good like good outcomes then you want then it like you want to cultivate like people who are, are effective in those organizations and obviously you don't want incompetent people to have power right that, this is like sort of my problem with democracy is like we have this conception that like competent people or uh what is it power corrupts people is what people say but i believe power. the exact opposite i think that people corrupt power i don't think there's any reason why power is in itself something to be questioned i think that the um people are the people who should be questioned yeah i can agree mm-hmm. i can agree with that to an extent like uh especially like as far as the routes which people take to get to power like um you know like i think that power in extent is good when used for like the right purposes right like I, if i think that like if things were to go exactly right in my way and we had like an economic populist like like underclass takeover of the economy and government i would prefer to have a strong governmental body that can then you know oppress our oppressors and put you know put people in jail take people off the media whatever the fuck it is yeah i mean um, look at so that I like xi jinping's that. arresting jack ma he's arresting all these and like if you look at the connections for a lot of the people he's arresting there are a lot it's like a big segment of the communist party that was sort of uh placed into power by the united states in the 90s in order to like uh open it up to the market as much as possible which is why there was so much like sino optimism because like they were essentially trying to turn it into like the next level of like the neo the neoliberal like technocracy global world trade organization type thing this is what they were trying to cultivate china to do but xi jinping is like a very like is like a sharp turn from that and it's like really frightening to a lot of people in power in uh the west 
Yeah, because they're kind of wanting to do that, but on their own terms. Yeah, well, what they want is they want to um, be able to exert power over the Chinese government by opening it up to the market so that they can own a bunch of businesses. And, and, oh, no, uh, but I'm know, saying China kind of wants to do that to the rest of the world on their own terms, though. Like, they don't want to do like a WTO thing, but they want to do like a CTO. Like, they want to have like, the, yeah, they want to be like, sorry, their economic will. Yeah, but at the same time, they're not trying to, they, they like, the, I don't think that they're trying to export their ideology as much as um, we are, or I, I don't think they're as interested in governing the entire globe so much as they are in like um using like maximizing their trade relationships and like creating these sorts of larger eurasian infrastructure projects for their own self-interest and like codependency and stuff like that and establishing connections and markets yeah and it's 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 also a way of like routing around what is like still fundamentally like a maritime commercial society because like most most goods are still transported on ships like even when it comes to china and like these sorts of spheres but if you look at like like those you know people have been arguing how effective the new silk road or like the belt and road initiative has been but in if if like such a network of transportation is really established and it like kind of kneecaps the uh the seafaring like more kind like this sort of um conception of globalism that we have is very much like a, a sea a seaboard conception of the globe um that that's like a that's that'll be a massive shift in a uh, geopolitical power and it, it like um it would probably and like i don't know i i, I we talk I about that a lot on here I, it's kind of like a soft imperialism is kind of how we view it like as from china it's like like they go in they set up infrastructure they make these deals which are going to end up defaulting in the long run and then they can use these ports and use this infrastructure for their financial benefit and then they also have the infrastructure to use for their trading and for um, yeah if they learn from what america did i mean a lot of what they do is based off of like the marshall plan and things that were developed in the 20th century to create like the wto in the first place like they're they're, they're long they've long studied like the totally. way that we've governed but they're trying to move beyond that in a way yeah. that we i don't think that we're capable as like an empire of really like um thinking up like i don't like people have kind of given up on um there's we only have the sense of like a restoration of order of like some earlier form of liberalism but no really no one really has any sort of visionary conception of how to turn this into something better except for uh you know the uh, global financial class and uh like silicon valley like these are the people who are going to be charged with doing the central planning for america which is fucking bleak yeah but they but they don't have any they don't have any um they there we have like i mean i just don't believe you can have like a world that isn't fundamental that is like you know egalitarian like i think it's impossible i like think that like a kind of hereditary aristocracy has existed for forever and will exist for forever um so the main difference is that our our hereditary aristocracy is beholden to nobody and they have no noblesse oblige like they don't have to care about the people they don't have to care about anything other than their own self-interest so you're, you're basically just like riding with the inertia because sorry about the noise back here but yeah i mean you're just riding i mean this is the this is this is the uninterrupted unfazed inertia of, of the way the whole thing is moving and you're basically saying that you you agree with it basically that there's not it's, there's nothing wrong going on basically this is i just things- don't think there's anything un um out of the out of the ordinary happening no no i don't think anybody would say that this is how it's supposed to, this is what the what the plan is if there's a plan to be trusted this is the plan but i mean so you but you're saying you don't have any you don't have any qualms with it um it's not like i mean i just don't know what the usefulness of having like a, a position like a, a moral position on it or being like aggrieved by the fact that there's like a sort of perpetual hereditary aristocracy like at a certain point i feel like if you're just like opposed to these things um you have to ask like well like what if they just like can't be 
gotten rid of? Like, what if that's actually there? They, like, right. this is just like baked into just human nature to a degree. And it ha- right. and like, so it's like, I don't think that opposing it necessarily does you any favors as opposed I to think- seeing like taking it as a granted and then seeing what you can build off of that. Yeah. To okay. me, like okay. it's, I see that like having a state as like a granted for at least for the time being for a long time going forward, like in it, and it always has been from the past, like several epochs of history. And so like, I see what you say there, but for me, like the solution there is that, like, we need to try to figure out a way to repurpose the state for our own purposes rather than just kind of hoping that, uh, you know, G ends up having a more benevolent state for the people. Yeah. But the question is then, right. When it's like, okay, so how do you do that? Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, one's, and, no one, and no one, no one can, no one has an answer to that. Yeah. So that's, that's why it seems like, to be like a dead end. Yeah. It seems miserable because most people are like, oh, well, like we just kind of like do it and then it happens. And it's like, no, like that's where like a lot of my project, that's where I get so frustrated a lot of times with like a bunch of Orthodox Marxists and stuff I talk to that are like, oh, like determinist and that type of thing. It's like, oh, this is just going to happen. There's just like this building resentment. This is how history goes. And it's like, to me, I think history is heading in that direction, but like it could very easily be what you're talking about, which is just like technocracy rather than like it developing into people you know, re, um, you know, taking control of the state apparatus for their own purposes and establishing their own thing. But like, so when you start talking to people, they're like, you're like, okay, motherfucker, but how are we going to actually start doing this? Like, what's a tangible step that anyone could take? What would it look like? And like, what would a transitory government look like? And like, no one ever knows what to talk about. But to me, I think that's the utility is to try to work on a project like that, um, is to try to figure out what are tangible steps that make sense within our material conditions versus just kind of black pilling on it. Well, my, my thing is, more like what you need to do is to become like is to uh become trained into making like trade deals and things like you know sure, you yeah. should be join like the elite. Pure, yeah join that you have to like you know if you want to change things simply become rich or join the elite you know like i don't think that like there's no other means of d- developing power aside from accumulating power you know like like you can't be granted power in the sort of sense totally. of like you know um you you have a lot of ideas and then people give you power there is a sense in which that can function if you can gain the recognition of people who do have power, then you can be then like instrumentalized by those people to wield power. But, you know, I just don't see, um, I don't like, you know, this, you're saying like what, like we need the people to seize the government so that they can represent themselves. And it's like, okay, well, we're like hundreds of years into the people having already done that like a long, long time ago in like kind of Anglo history where we have like, and uh, what it was, was that the barons wanted uh, to have rights yeah, over bourgeois their revolution. lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think all revolutions are ultimately like revolutions of the bourgeois sure or at least in recent times yeah no doubt um but so what i think is that like i don't necessarily think that it's like oh we need to like we just need to take over the government like we need to be able to set forth some sort of action and plan of action to be able to build power for people who are working class like be able to find some sort of system to collectively accumulate power so then we can get into positions of which we have leverage to then be able to try to like you were saying you know find someone that's like a patronage thing that can then get one or two people of that elk into positions of power and then from there like also have people who like you know are of the same mind to go into police academy to go into you know kind of sin ideology or you know that kind of thing yeah. to all the different this is factions. this is where i would sort of disagree with you because what i detect is like a sort of remnant of um a kind of like evangelical protestant assumptions right where the what you're saying is like we need to um get like get people into the priesthood by uh you know spreading the ideology and then you know we'll we'll have like the universal priesthood of believers. Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of me trying to bridge the gap between what, what you were thinking and, and what I'm saying. Because I yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily like, I don't think ideology is 
the way that you win a war, right? I think like putting people who are uh, materially wanting and materially of the underclass, the only class that can really change things for the betterment of the majority of the people into power is the way to do it. Um, but I think that like first steps towards doing that is to like be able to try and start infiltrating some of these institutions yeah. in a way. To, I would know. say what you really want to do and what communist revolutions actually accomplish is not that they put working class people into positions of power. They just uh, liquidate the current, the uh, old bourgeois and they create a new aristocracy. So yeah, like, installing a new like vanguard or whatever. That's well, new- well, you're, you're basically, you're basically installing a new set of ruling families. Yeah. yeah. This is okay. This is, this is okay. I, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the thing, the thing is like, it's, it's, it's weird talking to you about this. Cause like, we, I'm so used to like communists that- being like, Oh, China's really for the people and like all this stuff. And that's the real, that's why they're good. And that's why she is good. And so, and then, and then the criticism I'll give is like, Oh, they're really capitalist. They're really imperialist. They're really yeah, yeah, authoritarian yeah. and all that. And, but you're, you're, and they do censorship, but your, your stance is really, is really interesting to me because it's, it's basically saying that those are the good things about it. That's what makes it good. And, well, it's kind of, it, it's just that, um, they have a, uh, they, they have someone who has executive authority, who has responsibility for uh, his ruler, his ruling, and um, is held accountable to that, and has to wield power. And his interests have become concentric with the interests of his own people. If that makes sense. Are they really? Are they really? I mean, I mean, what, like, what, what would you say Xi should do more in the interests of his people? I mean, the labor laws are shit there. But, but, like, what, but, like, um, what, what, what reforms? Like, if you're, if you're looking at reforms, I mean, these are all things that are discuss like within the, the the communist party right i'm not saying like they have like a, like uh, a better quality of life or something than the average american does right now but if you look at the traje- the uh, trajectory of like development in their country like they're the most optimistic people because their material conditions are actually improving every single year that that used to be the case in america right when we had like a very strong sense of legitimacy because things were actually were getting materially better for people every single year that hasn't been the case for a while now which is why people are losing legitimacy in the ruling class because you know the the deal they're, they're not getting anything out of supporting them anymore well yeah i mean we had a cheap empty rise after world war ii uh that just gave us a quick boom so yeah i mean obviously after this it's only downward uh and they have a longer trajectory so uh yeah i guess it is uh, yeah i mean i guess it is improving but not from a, a good place i mean i, I don't know I, I see like uh i see this all as like race to the bottom shit is like you know in terms of like how poorly they treat uh their labor there and and basically trying to use that to justify how poorly the american labor should be but i guess i guess this is a bigger question i'm thinking is just like so do you do you so you you were saying before like uh you know you 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 gain power you, you with wealth and all that and then to build something off of it what's what's there to be built off of because i mean i I guess from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, like I, it sounds very much in line with the global trajectory of, of global capital. And I, at that point, I'm like, what's the difference between that and Kamala Harris? Why even talk about politics? Uh, what's, there you what, go. What is there to be built off of? Like, what, <laughs> I'm, no, trying, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get to you, man. I'm saying you're not blackpilled enough. Like, no, but um, I'm saying, what's the, point of talking, what's the point of talking about it then? Like, what, why uh, the, talk? the point of talking is so that you can eventually satisfy your own curiosity and be able to answer the questions about the world. But that's about it. Based. Like, like what, what, else, <laughs> what do you want it to do? Like, we, you want to come to a sense of understanding, right? You want to come to a sense where you have right. like real knowledge 
knowledge of how the how how things work. Right. Um. That that can be an end in itself. However, like you know, people do like it's not necessarily satisfying, right? Like no, like this is right. No, no. I think I think you have a very good. I think you have a really clear minded assessment of of how this whole thing works. Same with the good old boys. I feel like they have a very clear like no bullshit assessment of how the, the machinations work and how the machine operates. Like it's yeah, that's that's it's absolutely true. There's no mystification, but I but I, I just I at that point I'm like, but then what else? Like what why why even I mean it's already running smooth. The machine's running pretty smooth. Like there's nothing to why even think about it. Like why not just like log off and grill? Like uh, that's what I that's, Yeah. It's it's about as effective as you know you can also like you could have this conversation while grilling. It's not the worst thing in the world <laughs> to talk about. But that's that's all you can really do. I mean what are we ultimately doing is we're four guys on uh this uh podcasting type app uh, having a conversation about things. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. sort of like an eternal thing. You can constantly have these sorts of discussions. You could say that at a certain point, like such a discussion would ennoble people to be capable of like wielding power in a, in a sense, um, in, and, uh, like that's sort of like the platonic ideal, right. Of like the philosopher King, which is why I'm kind of like an absolutist. Um, right. Right. Because that's ultimately what you want is if you have someone who like actually understands how things work and how power actually functions and they have like a goal in mind, then they can actually like, if given power, put that into place. Cause you, you, before you said like to build off of it, like you understand how it operates and then with that you can build something off of it. But like, what, what, what do you think would be worthwhile to build off of it? And I mean, uh, infrastructure have- mostly. Oh, like, okay. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, I think that like the, the best form of like communism or like the thing that you can do that would materially benefit benefit uh the most people the most is to create like massive public works projects and like public goods and to invest in these sorts of things yeah stuff like that and to just like build things and to build like you know to to because like that's what ultimately stimulates like a larger part of the economy, right? Like you, most of the things that made the American, the American system, what it is were state actions and central planning. And that's how it's always been throughout all of history. Everything's always centrally planned by an elite class. The question is like um, the pro or like rather the problem with democracy is that we believe that this doesn't actually happen, that it's actually like this sort of power is very mystical and somehow we all have a piece of it and we're all contributing to the central planning, even though we are fundamentally not. Well, my question is that you think you were saying earlier, you don't think, that power corrupts people and also that you think that G has his interest in line with the people of China's interest. So yeah. I was wondering, so you don't think that people are motivated by their material conditions? Like you don't think that someone in power is motivated to keep power? Like how, how would you see getting someone into power and them just magically being in line with the like interests of people who have no power and have no money and have no stature? So it's like a question of interest, right? So if you like, uh, you have to look at how the system itself is constructed for your material incentive to like understand what your material incentives are at a given time, right? So Xi Jinping, like his material incentives are to stay leader of the Communist Party, right? Sure. Like that's what he wants to be. He wants to like this is what he's wanted to do since he got was like you know out in the the rural like r- with the rural peasantry. He's an interesting case because he's a case of like the a red aristocracy, like a red aristocracy. Like his father was in a Mao's um, cabinet, but he got kind of purged at one point during the Cultural Revolution. So he was like suspect and he wasn't allowed to like uh, acculturate through the normal processes of the CCP. He had to go work out in the the like rural areas with the farmers and stuff. And he actually accumulated power like from the local level leading all the way up to the highest level. So you can't really think of a single like a candidate or a political figure whose rise has been that way like he didn't go through any of the chinese china's own elite institutions but from its own like domestic party apparatus and so 
you don't went think from the something. bottom to the top. Huh. So like what more way of could you be to like, how more could you represent the people than to, that would be like if you, a random guy, right? Like ran for the mayor of your small town or something. And then eventually you worked from that all the way up to like the leader of the party. And then yeah. eventually the single leader of the entire country. Like, so it's like, like the project is figuring out how to make that something that's possible here. Like, like how is, how can we try to build power in order to make it so that's possible that like we can change some of our institutions marginally to allow people to at least try to do stuff like that. Logo saying like, that's not possible here. No, though. I'm saying you could do that. Like there's nothing stopping you from running for local office and doing all of these things. Like you oh, we got plans to. Fed post has Fed post party, baby. You let's should. go. <laughs> you should. That's literally that's literally the only way that you could do anything is if you actually just, you know, got power and, you know, worked within that. There's a certain degree though where um as we're saying, like your material incentives, et cetera, et cetera. Um our system, like there's kind of like false cutoff points. That's not <laughs> really how you become president like yeah, yeah, no definitely. president has done that so like wait how you really become president is like you know you have to be a part of the elite in the first place sure right. so, so like, so like, like the project wanna... would be like raising like an awareness to an extent to we're trying to get people at small local levels to try to get into some sort of small scheme to then be able to like try and change their local campaign finance etc cetera, etc cetera, laws yeah. and then go from there and try the thing to is is that you know, people are so uninterested in local politics and they're very bored by it and in fact like the whole process is extremely boring and it's designed to be extremely totally. boring. Um, like, I mean, I, I was involved in local politics when I was much younger. I used to film all of our town's town hall meetings and stuff. So like, yeah, that's where you like really sort of see like, like how much power you can wield on like a local level without anyone really noticing or like caring. Like you can, you or can even, do a lot. Like, even like trying to like go against you at all. Like, yeah. yeah, I lived in a small town and was privy to that a little bit as well for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, that's just really how it works on the micro level. And it's like, if you can't do that, then like, how are you going to do anything else? Right. Yeah, sure. I don't know. So, so for me, like, so, so what if, what if somehow this is like a crazy, Never mind. That's the crazy. What if question that is not even logical to ask. We'll just move past. (laughs) (laughs) One question, one question that that I had, and maybe this is a bit of a segue here, but um, you were talking about like infrastructure um, projects and things like that. And I saw that you made a post recently that uh, stuck with me and I wanted to remember to ask you about it, but you talked about, about like environmental politics um, and um, you know, obviously like the biggest like infrastructural project that's being talked about right now is like the Green New Deal. Um, I, I'd yeah. be interested to hear. And, and when I when I hear, uh, I, I mean, I, I tend to completely agree, right, about like a jobs program and infrastructural projects. Um, and I, I think, yeah, and I think probably all do, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And I and I think that the the immediate thing that the the common normie lib would say to that is uh the environmental uh uh, consequences of that and so i don't know i just i remember you had said something about there is no environment uh this is all yeah i'm kind of uh i'm like a very anthropocentric which is like just something you're not allowed to be in american politics now which is kind of funny right like Mm -hmm. the the notion that like you center uh human beings and like the the livelihood of human beings more so than like the environment or like animal life or something is uh Mm -hmm. some yeah but um which which I completely tend to agree with you on, and I and I I tend to think that there is uh, something to that becoming more of a trend as totally. environmental politics just becomes more and more misanthropic. Well, it's bourgeois. It's like wrongheadedness. Like environmental, true environmental politics. Like I think that like real anthropocentric or 
anthropocentrism or whatever you were saying, like putting people first. I think that the way that you do that is like by figuring out a way to live in harmony with nature in a way that's like making nature work for us and us working for nature, like vice versa. And not like putting the like the environment as this like untouchable thing and like we should sacrifice our lives for it. But at the same time, like not putting like people as above natural laws. Solidarity with the trees. I got to say real quick, I hate the animal rights people. I don't know if I've said that on the show yet, but I've, I really hate those people. I've hated them for the longest. Oh, yeah. oh, Fuck yeah. those people, yo. And those like, those, you ever seen those signs where they like, they have like a, a cow and it's just like, I'm like you, but different. You know what I mean? Like, the one that's like, like where's the of, line? Yeah. Do you it's ever, like, you ever think about that? Like, like they're like, you're like, there's a huge part of like, I would say, I would call it like post-historical politics, which is very much just like trying to get you to understand yourself as being an animal. Like that you're just <laughs> like an ant. That's a, there's like a a lot to that to the degree right where it's sort of like you know animal rights it's kind of it's kind of uh, uh you know you could get a little you could get a little annoyed about it and think about how it's sort of like a parody or it's like sort of mocking you to a degree where like you are the cow in the factory farm and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, i i i actually used to work uh at a butcher shop for a couple years and i remember i remember like my explanation to some people about like oh like why do you fish or like why do you why are you comfortable with this and this uh and and i had this uh this like this argument i would basically make of just being like you know at the end of the day like i don't really feel too bad about eating a steak because a cow is fucking stupid and like <laughs> and like my life has a lot more value than a cow because i ponder my own existence and it's just and it, and it was it was funny because like that seems like an entirely uh i mean maybe like a little bit of tension getting but like that seems like an entirely uncontroversial thing to say um but people do not respond well to pointing out the fact that my yeah. my life has more value than a fucking cow's does i'm sorry and the third world has consistent Consensus. I think that's a that's a consensus opinion right there. Not in that's, India. Not cows. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it, there's sort of um. There's like this is like the kind of dark side of this this notion of like um like the real problem is consumerism, et cetera, this sorts of thing where it's like, oh, we have like this spiritual sickness, but like the material conditions are fine. In fact, if you look at like a lot of the global economic forums and stuff and like these sort of utilitarian metrics of happiness, they go, actually improving it, improving the material conditions of working class people doesn't make them happier. Like <laughs> it doesn't actually make them happier. What would make them happier <laughs> is if if we uh if we all like scaled, we didn't like see advertisements for things that we couldn't have or afford and we just kind of uh, uh accepted a kind of uh, our quality of life and like, you know, found solace in community and family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, like that's a really, that's a, like, that's like a really good way for really rich people <laughs> who are writing these things in the world economic forum. Like they can't even get, they're like, why would buying more things make you happy? I can buy anything I want all the time. Well, and no, I'm so still worried about climate change. And also like, that is the way that like, you can even just like, that's the only way that you can try to be happy as an underclass person that's being exploited every day and has no fucking money and owns nothing is like by making peace with your lot in life and not thinking about anything else and like just hanging out with your family and building communal bonds. So it's like, to an extent they're right, but it's like not yeah, right that, that that's like the answer. It's right. Like that's the cope. Like, yeah, right. well, the, they, this is sort of like, well, I mean, this whole, the whole COVID, the whole lib pandemic or whatever you guys want to call it. Um, it's, it's the perfect pretext to, 
to, to, um, like, this is where, this is where we see the central planning of America in action, right? Like we actually do have central planning and it's like, um, what's the central planning? Well, it's like, you've got Amazon. Amazon is uh, our central planner and, um, you know, like, like, like the stock market is booming, right? Like, uh, that, like our whole fake economy is like mostly financialized. Like we don't have these like sorts of industries and stuff. So what they're trying to do here is, is they're trying to create like, um, a model to counter the Chinese model. Um, one, that would be for like the post-consumer, post-industrial, post-historical subject, right? Like that's where they, like, this is, this is the end game here. This is like, uh, we're trying to cr- like, we're like Elon Musk is saying we're going to Mars, but like, no, this is Mars. Like we live on Mars. This is some weird alien outpost. Oh yeah. Some hyper, uh, hyper realism type shit. Hyper normalization right here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess I have to, I, I wonder as you, as we're talking about this, like, I wondered like, do you, wh- so what do you think is like the big flaws with like the uh, the American system or or even like Kamala Harris like so in your mind like Kamala Harris and and Biden like that's better than than Trump because they're they're doing oh no no I would have much I would have much preferred Trump to win because Trump's incompetent and he would have continued to like uh make the empire decline because he doesn't know how to run the empire and he has no interest in doing so whereas Kamala and Joe are perfect stewards of empire and they they know exactly what they want to do and uh there's gonna be a lot of pivot to asia sort of nonsense the geopolitical whole like the the goals of the cia are going to be you know followed out there's not going to be any sort of obstruction to the general maintenance of empire which has been so frustrating because trump like had no interest and was unwilling to and constantly stepped on these people's toes so what we're going to get is instead of like we had like a brief respite where like america couldn't function the way it wanted to you know like the people in power couldn't do what they wanted for that That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying I wish that Trump had like Joe Biden ran on being harder on Xi and China and like all these other things than than Trump was. No, he wasn't going to do that. No, he is going to do that. He's He's going to be much harder. He's going to be much harder. He's not going to be nationalist and trade protectionist, but he's going to be like like trying to jockey for like Southeastern Asian countries. Yeah, making deals with Malaysia and the Philippines and trying to, you know, hold on to our sphere of influence there and in Taiwan. It's It's like people on the right think that Biden is like one of like the China's commie puppets. It's like, no, no, no. Biden's probably like Biden and Kamala and like these other empire, American empire builders and defenders of American greatness. Like these people are like China's Sick. worst like nightmare and not, not like Trump. Like Trump is like, yeah, he's going to be way more protectionist and stuff. But like, as far as China goes, like he's letting them run free on the Asian market and like that type of thing for now, like over the past four years. Like, yeah, he had no interest in huge trade deal. That's the biggest trade deal that's ever happened. And it contains like one third of the world's working population that just happened like two months ago. Absolutely. Like the Southeast Asian and China deal. Like that's what happened. And like Trump not doing the TPP and stuff like that's perfect for them. And now Biden's going to come in. He's going to try to put us into the Comprehensive Progressive Act for Trans-Pacific Partnership, the new TPP, um, and try to do that shit and try to jockey for a global positioning. Yeah. The difference is, is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to have an influence on Chinese politics. Whereas, and like their own domestic policies, Trump had didn't give a shit what they did amongst themselves. It's an inherent resignation, right? Like the TPP, like getting into that, that's inherently basically being like, you guys are going to run these, run everything. And we're, we just want to not be left out. No, the TPP like has nothing to do with China. It's like jockeying for the other nations that are around. China's not included in the TPP. It's basically a way of... With China, of course, it has to do with no, China. it has to do with, it has to do with making sure that China isn't the one setting the terms of trade in the region. Yeah, it's, but we China. China. Yeah. it's like a containment well, theory kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a like containment, yeah, exactly. Hmm. 
Mm. Precisely. Precisely. This is like, you know, they're, they're, they they want to keep like our system was designed to combat uh, kind of like this is the irony of the 20th century in another way where uh, the fascists were like a liberal international where all the communists ended up becoming like kind of nationalist autocratic movements. Um, so our goal really was to uh, like all these institutions we created were to make sure that there was no uh, national autocratic state yeah. to um, try to just be like try to, you know, argue for its own interests as opposed to being a part of the global trade community and uh, legislating in the benefit of the global trade community. Yeah, that's like all of geopolitics in the 19th or the 20th century is just American containment theory, like nonstop from like the 40s on. Yeah, I mean, you could say, you know, it goes back to the British Empire, man. Yeah, I I mean, that's what the British Empire did, right? They were like, uh, yeah, uh, China, you actually have to buy our opium. Like you actually have to let in like our influence, you know, and uh, that's that's still our interest. Our interest, like even like uh, that's that's the kind of funny thing about Steve Bannon is that he sort of agrees with Joe Biden to the degree where they both think that like China needs to be reformed and that they're like, you know, abusing human rights, et cetera. And we need to have uh, global liberal interventionism in the region to like make sure that they are more fair to international capitalists like Jack Ma. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly don't really know what's going on in China at all. I don't I don't really trust any like American media as far as telling me what China's doing. So like anytime someone asks me an opinions on like what's going on with China, I don't really have much other than like just like (laughs) anecdotal experience. from. They're really not that interested in propagandizing here, which is the other funny thing where like if you look at like our major geopolitical thinkers or whatever, like every Henry Kissinger book is translated in China and they read all that stuff. Um, But we haven't translated Wang Huning's books and he's been the the intellectual leader of the communist party for like almost 30 years at this point and none of his books have been translated into english like we we like i i think to a certain degree like even our elites like in the intelligence community etc cetera, etc cetera, like they don't really know what's going on there and uh that's one of the main things Xi did also is that he he was able to like one of the things china hacked from us was a list of all of their um assets in china <laughs> so uh the like our intelligence communities have been totally crippled in their ability to monitor the internal workings of China for for like almost five years now. But you're saying that one of the things that they hacked was like the names and like lists of every intelligence uh, asset that we had over there? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, no, they've been, they've been like, it's not really something our press wants to like play up or anything, but if you read like these sort of like uh, specialty magazines, you know, like foreign affairs or like foreign policy, sure. it's like global shit. Yeah, like the, like the things that the global leader are actually reading, like this is what they're talking about and like this is why they consider China a threat because they can do that because they can just kick out all of our CIA agents. Yeah, that that rocks pretty hard. That's though. actually kind of based. Yeah, that's yeah it's actually hard. super based. <laughs> I was gonna, I'm gonna say yeah. I I I'm not uh, I'm not fully G pilled here yet, but I mean I'm I mean I gonna- could I've been getting really deep into it because uh, I don't know I I'm just fascinated by it and like I didn't really know much about Xi Jinping personally. Yeah. Or the, the and I was like, well, I I mean, fuck. Like during the pandemic, I was like, well, fuck. Like you know, like Neo China arrives from the future. Nick Land was right about something. Um, but, uh, so I, have been diving into it a lot, but one of the things that I think that people especially don't realize is that when they talk a lot about like the Chinese corruption or like uh, Americans, like having corrupt deals in China, Oh, like, Oh, 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 they absolutely do. But they're not, they're not making deals with Xi Jinping or like his faction, like not at all. Like they're, they're, they're the ones who are like, they're like the liberal, there's like liberals in China. There is like a whole neoliberal wing of China in the communist party who like, like, uh, uh sort of like the Dengis to a degree. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're, what they want to do is they want to like, you know, um, 
emulate like uh, Silicon Valley to, but in, along with its policies. You really, you really think they're communist? You really think they're like not neoliberal? Like dang is, Oh, like, they, think- there are real communists. Well, I mean, communism in China is like they, they've uh, developed in a very interesting fashion, like in their own self-conception and their own like Marxist literature is uh, that they think that they've had a unique path in history. I mean, you could say that this is also like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is all just nationalism to me. Like they, they like this is a, like Marxism is actually sort of perfectly suited to the uh, Chinese like um, geopolitical and like political philosophy, philosophical tradition because it's very much like formalist and legalist and uh, based on um, like uh, bureau- bureaucracies and like how the, how a bureaucracy should function and like uh, these sorts of things. Hmm. So do you, so so overall, do you do you have any issue with the 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 censorship aspect of China or like out, the authoritarian? You cut out there, like, I mean, you you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you prefer the uh, authoritarian aspect of China, but like, do you, do you have any issue with the censorship aspect? Does that, especially with like what's going on right now, like does that does that trouble you? At I mean, all? I just don't see the difference anymore. Like, what's like? I don't think that like like what's the what's the like we have censorship too. You know, like this idea that like they, that like we have free speech to me is like uh, kind of absurd. Like it's a joke. we. Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, and like the Chinese Chinese people have free speech to a certain degree too. I mean, they're obviously like, uh, but they at least know like what they're not supposed to say. Like, you're just not supposed to advocate against the party, right? Like, yeah, you know, if they're like same, a truly I mean, communist party or in line with the interests of the people, then like theoretically, them combating liberalism, which is what they are doing here, uh, censoring that would be a good thing. Like, if we if we were able to somehow, you know gain state power and state apparatus into the working class's hands here in America, we would want to censor bourgeois ideology to an extent. Yeah. Like if you gave me a button where I could make, make it so that like Ben Shapiro and like Charlie Kirk and like all these other sorts of people like would no longer be able to like have a platform, like I would do it in a second. Like, I don't think that they, I don't think that they contribute anything valuable. Like I think that for this like conception of free speech is like ultimately like creates a lot of like mediocrity. It's like, I think that, you know, if you're making shit, like, I don't know, I don't really care if you are free to proliferate like garbage. Yeah, I, I care. I was more of a, I, I've been sort of blackpilled on free speech generally, but cause I was sort of a, a free speech absolutist in my youth, I guess. Cause like, you know, but I just think that it's, it's kind of like a, a false framing. Like it's not, it doesn't produce quality. Like I'd, I'm more interested in like the production of a like quality thought and like quality goods. And I, I just don't think that this sort of informal pseudo free speech that we have really incentivizes like good work to be made. You think there's more quality if it's, if it's a narrow like bottleneck like chosen like from the elite like you think that's that's more quality well, to a degree it also makes it so that if you want to get around the censorship which you can always do in like every one of these societies you actually have to like be cl- more clever about it and you have to like do it in a more interesting or like legitimate way like if you look at like the the some of the greatest periods in like literature if you look at like the russian literature or whatever like they were writing almost with the censor in mind as their ideal reader because the imperial sent like before they could publish anything it had to go through this sort of the imperial censor so they were you know there was kind of like a game of trying to get things past that or to like the irony shit posters of the day yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah so i don't really like i kind of think that the more like you know if you make it harder for for people to slip through like that then you know you're also creating the conditions for you know more interesting survival or, of the fittest yeah yeah yeah, yeah to a, it's, it would be a lot harder 
it's kind it's of what you were saying earlier about uh you know you try to stomp it out and it's going to come back in a different more more thought out stronger way yeah yeah I, I, I do think that there is something to be said for like i think i think that like like free speech is is probably like a luxury of of, of good times uh and i do i do definitely do think that like there is something to be said for like look we don't really have free speech over here and so you might as well just be honest about the fact uh i will absolutely well i'm not trying to flatten it out i mean i dated a girl from china that had ties to ccp and like they if you send a text message like you, you know what i mean like they're all of it all of it is is censored and tracked like on that level like it's all of it and i mean i i'm not gonna flatten it i mean as much as we complain about like the woke schooling here in silicon valley and all that here like it's nothing compared to to there and i i i don't i don't know how i could bend over backwards and explain that as a good thing i don't know how i could do that i mean i'm i'm just like tend to think like it would, <laughs> i don't know i i just like I'm just not a libertarian, I guess. Like, I don't really like, um, I'm not really that concerned if like people, um, who are general, like the, this is again, like most of the censorship is for people like internal to, or like amongst the elites. So th- as opposed to like, they're, they're not policing as much like random people who are doing like the, almost nothing so much as it is like a policy of internal censorship, um, and the, in the like political bureaucracy itself. Right. I get, yeah, I get, I get, you're saying all this is fine for the greater good like the means you know it i think they're kind of inevitable i think we have the same sort of system it's just more occult it's more occulted like someone yes. said on, on twitter and i thought this was really interesting um it's kind of a troll post but to a degree i'm like you know that is interesting but uh we talk about like how horrible the social credit system is in china and stuff but the social credit system no matter what happens like it offers you a path to redeem your score which isn't the case in like the american uh <laughs> the american version and like how does their social credit scoring system work it is doesn't work by like if you call someone like a faggot then you get stomped yeah no it's like you if you 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 could like all the things that piss people off in like this sort of culture war sense is like that's not what they're policing what they're policing is like people being like uh the the ccp is illegitimate and we need to like you know like to or like you know things like that yeah yeah we need to liberalize we need to like let in foreign capital etc yeah i don't really know anything about china so like my whole opinion on them is like i I, it's formed basically upon like what i've been fed through watered down american media for my whole life and then also like from times that i've been i was in china for a small amount of time um and some other bordering southeast asian nations to china and saw the way that they were uh kind of really like doing some nasty imperialism shit in Cambodia and some stuff like that. Um, and so that's kind of really shaped my whole thought process. Yeah. on them. So I don't really know exactly like, you know, like I don't think there's like good all like, you know, when it, when it, it's like, what's like, that's just like how empires and history generally work. Like, um, like, uh, life is like, not like, there's no like perfect justice. And like, in my conception, when we talk about politics, it's like, what we're doing is we're talking about the antichrist in like a symbolic sense. Like, so this is something that like exists as like an e- a sort of necessary evil. I, sure. I consider government to be always like a sort of necessary evil. And like, it's always like, there's always going to be these, these sorts of like, um, discrepancies in power relations and like stuff like that. And some of them are rectified in time, but but I just, uh, you know, like power, power is power. And uh, if you're going to be a realist about it, it's like, has what China has done worse than what we did to Cambodia so far? Yeah, totally, like, totally. 
Well, I, okay. That's just what shaped my like general acting. No, I understand. Like, I realize I have to combat that and like also the media that I've learned and like try to understand like what the fuck is actually going on there. So I try to kind of keep my mouth shut on the, that. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, that that's like another of the main problems I think in just American politics and political thought is that it's very focused on America as if like America is the only country in the globe. And, um, most Americans have like no conception of history, even um, outside of American history. And all these sorts of things make it very difficult. Like they're all these sorts of layers that you have to break through in order to like have a more like universal understanding of like the development of the world in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do, that do actually... You think, oh, it, go ahead, go ahead Slav. No, 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 you go ahead because I'll save my question. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to ask, I, I think like, do, do you do you think there's any opposing interests between this is a very basic super basic question do you have any do you think there's any opposing interest between the elites and the underclass do you think of it it's more of like a mutual interest like rising tide uh, lifts all boats thing do you, do you think of it along those lines like is uh, this that's what i'm trying to reconcile it's kind of it's contextual like, it's kind of contextual okay. so like at different times like the like what we've seen with like what liberalism allows is like with the creation of like the bourgeois class where you had like the hereditary aristocracy which had like a very clearly delimited set of um like uh, things that they had to observe to maintain the legitimacy of the people, right? Like they had responsibilities. They they were um, endowed with responsibilities over people's lives. Um, but when you have like a commercial aristocracy, they don't have that relationship to the, their subjects. They're like... Um, more abstract administrators. It's sort of like um, in a company, like if you're working in a company and there's one guy who's like in charge and he, like you, you, when you get fired, like that person has to tell you like, like themselves. But um, when you have like a commercial aristocracy, then like these sorts of decisions are being made by people where um, uh, the people involved become total abstractions. So when you have like the, with like the development of our like conception, our, our aristocracy of business, um, it's not tied at all anymore to, um, any of the common people it's, it's tied entirely (laughs) to the, this, uh, these metrics and these statistics where we go like the, um, you don't have to help people on an individual level or even know who people are or what they want. You just have to maximize the GDP. It's almost, it's almost kind of like you go to your doctor now and you're no longer, uh, uh, I mean, I guess it's probably been this way for a long time, but you go and you're basically a number on a clipboard of risk factors and a few directions, but there's no actual, like, you know, looking at you as, as this kind of subject, this kind of almost, Almost seems like uh, uh, calling back to uh, small business discourse that we were stuck in for a little while there. Yeah, uh, that, that's one. One of the things is like uh, the the like I, I'm not a huge like hater of the petite bourgeois or something like that. Like I don't understand. Like I think that a lot of, like most Americans who are like workers don't want to be workers, and most of them want to like own their own business or like own some sort of fucking saying. Yeah, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like there are ways that you could legislate. Like I I don't think that's like a uh, a horrible form of life, right? Like uh, I know like a lot of small business owners and, you know, like being able to provide like working opportunities for people is always good. I don't, I don't necessarily think that if you turned every restaurant into a commune that it would improve the quality of the services or even the quality of like the workers, right? Or like what, or their conditions necessarily. Um, 
like I'm not against like private enterprises, I guess. Um, in ge- I, I think that what you need is a balance between like um, major like industrial unions for things that are like kind of mass product, like the in the terms of like mass production or like when it comes down to like ex- like uh, like base materials, like, you know, like a steel union, these sorts of things or like a coal coal unions, these sorts of things, um, like the truckers, et cetera. But when it comes down to like like the craftsmen in society, um, like they don't have the same interests as um, that. Like I, I, I still think that they're like the class system is kind of Lindy in the sense that um, the the different types of occupations that you have are kind of hereditary. Like most people kind of work the same type of job that their parents do or their grandparents did or their great grandparents did. And that these sorts of different interests have um, like they need to be mediated by something larger than themselves, which is like what the role of like the Vanguard party in the communist, in uh, the Chinese society does um, because they, they, they've like after the cultural revolution, stuff like that, they've kind of more opened up to like having like a lot of Chinese are like, they're pushing entrepreneurship in China right now as like the communist thing to do is to start businesses. So <laughs> but like, you know, the Westerners will say they're not real communists, they're state capitalists, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> And you have a book as well, right? So I have two books. I've got a novel. I've got a novel called Selfie Suicide, and I have a poetry book called Ampersand. Uh, they're both really good. I'd recommend them, obviously, having written them. Um, Selfie Suicide's more of like a, kind of like a dystopian black comedy um, about the sort of near future. And the poetry book is more of a scattered collection of various poems um, with a sort of seasonal structure. Oh, very cool, man. All right. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, Thanks for coming on, Lego. That was great. Absolutely. Man. Anytime, guys. I'm I'm always around. Yeah, this yeah, was great. I'd, yeah, love to have you on again. It's a great conversation. For sure. All right. Thanks, man. Peace, guys. All right, peace. Take care.